podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I almost forgot the name of our podcast. My name is Daniel Salute. Is the kid trying to live? That's half hope. Um, where can people find you? Footballhot.com, baby. Out the gate. I can be found at Daniel to look. You can follow Carl and Anchorman 616. He's writing for the Athletic, stuff hey. about Manchester United, etc. I can be found with my writing on Off Target. So check that out. Link in the description. If you want to leave us a five-star review, you can do that. If you want to follow, you can do that. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, whatever app you use, you got you, you know what to do where you are. How about this? What's the most fun you've had discussing football over the weekend in your live streams or a video that you made? Actually, it's not. You know what's most fun? Probably how boring the Chelsea Liverpool game was. I didn't watch it. I wish I didn't watch it myself. But you know, <laughs> I think what what time did that come on? Was that an early? No, no, game? it was the so it would have been early morning on Saturday. It would have been like seven a.m. for you on Saturday. Yes, yes. I woke up so, and it was already ten. I don't know what I did Friday night. I just stayed up. There might have been an NBA game on or something, and I stayed up too late. And I just couldn't wake up, and I wasn't bothered to to watch. I was just like, I'll watch highlights if it's good. And then I saw and then I saw nil-nil. And I was like, nope. The only thing I saw was Mudrick's comp. I was like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. But what was it? Just how boring? <laughs> because that's why you have to lump them both. It's juxtaposing the Liverpool-Chelsea game with the Arsenal-United game. Because the Arsenal United game was like, oh man, this is a throwback to Henri, Scholes, Keane, Vieira, so forth. At Liverpool, Chelsea, it is the worst game I've seen this year, by far. The worst game. The worst game in terms of quality or the worst games in terms of expectation versus reality? No, no, quality. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, like basically, imagine a PlayStation gamepad. It's what? it's the it's the twenty fourth of January, so of course it's the worst game you saw this year. Is that what you meant, or you mean yeah, this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the, this year, so okay. obviously. Like, <laughs> but but you know what? It's it is one of the worst games I've seen this season. It's one of the worst games I've seen this season. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I thought it was twenty twenty two. So when you said the year, I was like the whole year. But then I had to remember it's January. Yeah, it's January. Day. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. But but what, no, because my thing is the game is like imagine you had a PlayStation gamepad, mm-hmm. and someone took away the triangle button. And someone took away the X button. <laughs> so all you have is circle and square. And that was pretty much what the, the game was. No, no. Put, put it this way. The, the triangle button is broken. The X button is half broken. So it works, but it sometimes doesn't work. So the only button that are fully functional is square and circle. Triangle and is important. Game. Triangle is important, man. The triangle that's, button that's, was broken in that game. It, it, no, it, it, it wasn't working in the game. That's, that's through passes. Yeah. But the oh, triangle boy. button was broken. It was broken. So pinpoint the problems for both teams so give me liverpool first i think for liverpool liverpool fans i think they they know liverpool fans knew that okay this is probably not going to be a win that's the the team have lost their their way Klopp only has a plan a and if the plan a doesn't work he doesn't know, know know what a plan b is the importance of his plan a was the physical execution stamina and energy of the midfield henderson's legs are gone Fabinho's legs are gone. Thiago is getting on. Um, and Salah is a little bit out of form, who's your main attacker as well. So, and also with missing Van Dijk, the, the, the defense as well is not as resolute as, as it one once was. And Robertson is not giving you as much cheddar as he once was. So basically, Klopp obviously doesn't have this new group of players who can maybe revitalize his plan A. 
But what when you're a manager, the keyword is manage. Manage. So you're, you're like, okay, this is what I have. I don't have what I want to have. This is what I have right now. So let me try and win a game with what I have right now and where they are right now in terms of quality and physicality. So that's one thing. He doesn't know how to do They couldn't do a plan A. Another thing as well is that he lacks ruthlessness. Mourinho mm-hmm. will tell you that. You're gone. Thank you. Move. What made Fergie amazing was Bex, out. Stam, out. Guys, out. Renew. Renew, 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 and remake. And Klopp just doesn't, doesn't know how to do that because, like, Henderson, Milner, and Firmino should have no business being in the Liverpool team in 2023. You know, Milner should not be playing for Liverpool in 2023. So that's from Liverpool's point of view. You know, a guy with a plan A that doesn't have a plan B. For Chelsea, there may be a bit of hope. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Operation Grom, Grom is? G-R-U-M? No, G-R-O-M, Operation Grom. <sighs> Get rid of Mount. Yes. <laughs> it's it's in full effect. <laughs> so for the first time ever, I think for the for the first time ever, I typed in so whereas after the game, I typed in Mount on Twitter. And apart from my good friend Nini of Blue Lions, oh, every single Chelsea account was like, nah, this guy he's he's done. For the first everybody in Unison was like, no. This he's the, the, no, the, no he's now a detriment to the team. We've got to Mount reach out horrible. to Nini again. We've I've, I'll, I'll 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 try for next week or the week hey, after. Look, man, I told you, Nini, super nice guy. He's no he's, nice guy. He's he's, he's amazing dope. guy. His his opinions on Chelsea players are deeply rooted in just like the Chelsea fandom, you yeah. know. And 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 I feel like sometimes he gets caught up in in no no no, no, no. in the Chelseaness of it all. The the, the key things that. But who doesn't? He, he has a, a, a tweet pinned. And I think he made, made this tweet like a bunch of years ago, but he has it pinned. And it says that, how can you not like Mount? And therein lies the, the problem. <sighs> and this is why I said that there are, I keep on saying that, and I think this is a great piece of football analysis that I think that I keep on having to dri- drive home. There's the football fan and the tribal fan. Every fan base has those two sets of fans, the tribal fan and the football fan. The football, for the football fan, you love your club. You love your club and so forth, and you want your club to, 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 to do it, and you'll fight for your club. But there's times in which you were like, you can take a step back and be like, yeah, no, this guy's bad. No, this, no, this guy's crap. Nah, he needs to be, be, be sold. And for, for, for my club to, and my team to, to do well, he needs to go, he needs to go, he needs to change, he needs to go, go through. Mm-hmm. For the tribal fan, it's not about winning and losing. It's just being. It's about being part of a family. Mm. It's, about, it's about the story. It's about... It's about to be belonging. So Mason Mounts represents someone that's, yeah, he's truly Chelsea. He's part of the family. So it doesn't matter whether he plays badly, just as long as he's, he's there, it's fulfilled something needed in the travel fund. So for the travel fund, it's not about the, the football necessarily, really. It's about the family feeling. This is, this is how I've related it. And, and, and don't forget your next point. But do you know how like the wearing of the mask it became a political statement, essentially. So people were against the idea of wearing a mask outwardly mm. because wearing a mask was seen as conforming to what the government wanted you to do. Oh, yeah. So so people who weren't wearing a mask were like, ah, Fauci and these guys, why, why, why would we listen to those guys? Mm. Mason Mount, for Chelsea fans, is almost like what the mask was during COVID. He's become a political tool. Mm. As saying, I'm I'm ten toes down with the Chelsea Academy. Uh, you know, players can almost do no wrong, et cetera, et cetera. 
And then people who are off Mason Mount, they've become their own political camp. There, it's it's almost anti-Cobham, anti-English to an extent, or just a, a rejection of English talent or whatever it is. It's it's a very weird dividing line that Mason Mount and rooting for him, rooting against him, being critical of him, being non-critical of him has kind of created. Basically, it's about setting your marker down as to where you are. Mm. It's 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 about okay, you're, you're basically drawing the battle the, the, the battle line. He's the and, line in the sand. Yeah, so it's a line in the sand. Yeah, basically, yeah. people, human beings, and this just shows the stupidity of human beings. <laughs> human beings love to be tribal. They love to be tribal. I think it's, I think it's, it's even a point that you may have made some time ago about this, the absurdity of countries. And so forth, like, bro, it's just, it's, it's freaking land. Oh, I'm English. I'm Cameroon. I'm Ghanaian. What do you mean by your Ghanaian? That, that Ghana was a name coined up by some white dude's chick or, or, or something. Ah, no, 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 no. That's, that's Nigeria. Nigeria. That's Nigeria. <laughs> so, yes, I'm a true Nigerian. Oh, a name coined up by Lady a white colonizer's wife. So, Lady so, Lugard. Lady Lugard. Yeah. Oh yeah, shout, shout the the guard, the guard man, shout out man. Um, <laughs> but so but no, so so basically, people love being tribal, and I just think that you know with this with this mount thing, those that still support him now when his performance has been so bad and have been so inexcusable, it's now okay. You're now just doing it to be a thing. But more so, Chelsea, it was trash, it was crap, and the best thing was was Modric, because Modric came on and was like, oh my god, this is a player, <laughs> you know. Now people. Went a bit far by saying that I've not felt this way since Hazard, and <laughs> and you know what? That's just I just say you know I get it. I understand that. That's just death desperation. That's just desperation. But he did you, one dribble. He did one dribble and he got that shot off. At least at least via the comp and the comp yeah. showed it like five different times in slow motion. Where I'm like, okay, I can see some hazardness in that. Mm. But I've seen Pulisic do the same thing before so let's just hold our horses here for a second and let's just see what it looks like over the course of two three four five it's, months it's, so you know it's it's again it's because we'll, we'll get to arsenal and, and and so forth again i always use my football my manager analogy player acquisition is key it's about getting those green bars <laughs> and for some reason people just acquired red bars for chelsea because these guys are not on the, on the same page everybody speaks a specific football language that's why when you look at countries Germans don't need to be together 24-7 just to click. Brazilians, Argentines, and so forth. Because even if we've not played together for several months, we know the Brazilian way of playing, the Argentine way of playing, the Spanish way of playing, the Nigerian way of playing, the Japanese way of, of playing, because it's cultural. When you're not making a club of different people from different nationalities, oh. it is very important that you're picking specific players that's blending through. The issue with Chelsea was who the heck thought that Werner, Havertz, Mount, Pulisic, and so forth would somehow form amazing chemistry. Tuchel, because he's just an amazing tactician, someone just made it work. But that was short term in the long term. It was like, okay, now what? <laughs> you see, long term is what Klopp was doing with Liverpool. Long term is what Pepper's done with City. Long term, maybe now what Ateta is doing through. The, the Chelsea amalgamation of Havertz, Werner, Mount, it wasn't not a long-term thing. The overall thing is, this is Chelsea-Liverpool, man. It's Chelsea-Liverpool. And the funny thing is, it really was a match between 9th and 10th. <laughs> so the table really tell, told the truth of like, no, this really is a match between 9th and 10th. Like, if you didn't say it was Chelsea-Liverpool, it's like, yeah, this is a mid-table clash. Sad. All right, let's, let's see if we can make a bridge here. Because 
before the game, I did see Thursday, Friday, somewhere around there, that Mount was linked with Liverpool. Now, these things tend to happen when big clashes between teams appear on the schedule. United play Spurs. There's always Harry Kane linked with Manchester United. I think papers do that just to run stories. But there is a contract dispute with Mason Mount, or at least he, he I think he has a season and a half left on his deal. So his deal runs out in 2024. So obviously this might be some agent posturing. You send something out before the Liverpool game. It's going to get discussed over the course of the next 48, 72 hours. And then when the game hits, everyone's talking about Mason Mount to Liverpool. Going back to what you said about what the problem was with Liverpool and energy and they're playing Henderson, Milner, all these dudes in 2023. The idea of Mount to Liverpool at least for a Klopp system, is not the worst idea. He is a technical upgrade on Henderson. His legs are there. Why he's in the Chelsea team primarily, based on what Lampard, you know, kind of installed in the team, was his ability to run, press, yeah. harry, create a bit, score a bit, but really just his physical attributes are, are why he's in the team. You asked, you know, who put Havertz, Werner, and Mount together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was Francis, and we will get to that in a second. But 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 Mount Mount to Liverpool is not the worst idea. If Liverpool are willing to pay him that money, I think him under Klopp being coached in that system would be ideal for them. Yeah. Chelsea, I think they can do better. That move makes sense in my mind, whether or not he's willing to cross that line as it were. Probably he would be. This isn't like in, what was it, 2005, 2006, when Gerard was trying to go to Chelsea and that like the Liverpool mm. fans threatened to <laughs> do something to his family, no, whatever but, 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 it was. But, but, like, you know, what the this isn't that. Though. This isn't that. There's a big difference, though. And I'll ask you this. Do you really believe that Mason Mans doesn't look on social media? Of course he does. Because he he, he does those celebrations with um, Chunky. Chunks. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah. he'll he'll do celebrations with the, with that crew. Like, of course he's on yeah, no, online. He's on yeah. YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. So, like, yeah. So, so, so with that, the amounts of negativity towards man's on social media is crazy. All you have to just type in man's, and it is overwhelming. And I feel because people said maybe that might be contributing because he's trying to fight for this contract. There is a Chelsea now happening through, and your performance has been bad. And now the narrative is, wait, how the hell do these performances warrant that contract? So my thing of why it would not be that hard to cross the picket line is that the fans are now sort of turning against him. Mm-hmm. So there's almost like, at best, a divide of those who are so fully pro-mans and guys who are like, nah, 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 this guy ain't it, bro. Like, this, this guy ain't it. I'd stop defending this guy. So there's now a fight between the pro-mans camp and the anti-mans camp and so forth. Mm-hmm. So and- I think that with him seeing this is like, yeah, I don't think, as much as I love Charles and everything, what I was and what what I was and my position in the club a year, two years ago, isn't what it is in is it, yeah, it's not 2023 now. And just lastly, and then we can move maybe to, to Lampard and then we'll go to, to Arsenal United. But what Mount has never had, well, I can't say he's never had it, but in the initial phase, he wasn't a purchased player. He didn't have a transfer fee slapped on him. He didn't have big wages on him. What gave him his political standing was Francis Lampard... Frank Lampard backing Francis. him up. <laughs> the way it, it, in my mind, I didn't even think Frank. <laughs> it's so deep. No, no, no. no. Yeah. That's what has happened. It is Francis. Francis, yeah. So, yeah, what, what gave him the political standing was Frank Lampard saying, This is my guy. Essentially, he didn't even have to say it, but he just he gave it to him. 
And because Chelsea fans are in love, I suppose, with, with Lampard, most of them just accepted whatever Lampard was doing. Even to the point where in Lampard's last game, I think it was an FA Cup game, yep. Mount, Mount was named captain. So, But he's never had a transfer fee. I think if Liverpool came in with a bid of, let's say it's 50, 60, 70 million, whatever it would be, if he goes to Liverpool and he has a transfer fee, he has a coach that believes in him, he has a system that I think he would work well in, he would have some international teammates there, it's not going to be some crazy shift. I think that makes a lot of sense for him on an individual level because he will never get at Chelsea what he had with Lampard, which is somebody who's willing to stand for him mm. in some way. And because he's an academy player, and, and he's not an academy player in the sense of James, where people see James as like, this is the best right back in the world, potentially. So that level of academy player is not, that, or, or that level of academy love or acceptance can only go but so far. He needs somebody to come in and kind of and kind of just give him the keys. I think the only way he's going to get that is if he leaves and somebody spends big money on him. The same way that Mourinho is willing to play Tammy Abraham through tough times. Why? They spent 40 million euros on him. He has to play. <laughs> you know? If Mourinho was at Chelsea and Abraham was doing the same thing, he'd be on the bench. Why? Cuz it didn't cost any money to bring yeah. him here. So he doesn't have that that backing. Once Lampard left, that was his kind of protection. Then he had the purple patch with Tuchel, but as you say, Tuchel's a, a tactical genius. Of course, he can use your attributes to get something from you. But now that we're dealing with Potter, you're kind of out there on your own. And it's about your level of technical ability, your level of what you can do with the ball at your feet. And Mount has always, in that sense, been limited. I mean, <laughs> it's combined with the Lampard thing, but we can still dip it in there. The moments Lampard gave in that captain's armband oh, is why there is the, is why is why there's even a dispute. And I said, no, 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 we have to save it for for Lampard because it's 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 too linked to to, to Lampard because the, the Lampard it, to, topic. Let's go. No, no, let's it's, go. It's, 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 oh, are we in? Yeah, okay. let's let's go. We're, 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 we're here. We're here. We're here. So here's the thing. Now, ninety-nine percent of people are stupid. <laughs> That's a way to start. So, so basically, the, the the world is built of the ninety-nine percent and the one percent. Hence why politicians, leaders, they're the 1% and they try to control the 99%. Why do people believe that because you're an amazing player, you can be an amazing manager? Look at the data. Apart from Beckenbauer, Zidane, okay, you could probably put in Cruyff in there, but really, okay. Okay, fine enough. Beckenbauer, Cruyff, Zidane. How many amazing players made amazing managers? Ancelotti, he was an eye player. I remember Pep. Pep was really, I still remember who, who Pep was. Pep was a poor man's Busquets. He was okay. He wasn't that, that great at ADM. He was good. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good, but he wasn't Rom Stoichkov, Romario. Well, we're, we're all better. Luis Enrique was better than him in that. I was just thinking, I was thinking Enrique in my mind. I was like, yeah. he, but, but he doesn't reach the level of those three that you mentioned at the start. So, yeah. So, my thing though is this idea, and people keep believing in this idea that, oh, because he was an amazing player. He should be an amazing manager because look at what he did. So if he brings his football brain that he had as a player, as a manager, it can go through. But think about it logically. When you're a player, you're one piece. That's it. So you're just one piece of a puzzle. But the Geppetto, the puppeteer, is the guy on the touchline who tells you what you should do in this one piece. You don't, this isn't FIFA. When Lampard was playing, he wasn't controlling all the pieces at Chelsea. The guy that was controlling all the pieces was hitting. 
was Mourinho, was Grant, was um, Ancelotti. Um, Ancelotti. Yeah. So these are the guys that saw the entire blueprints. I'm like, okay, Lampard, you're going to do this because Essen's going to do this and Drogba's going to do this and they're going to do this and my defense is not going to do, do this. So Lampard never touched the blue blueprints. You just had to focus about you and your one piece. It's a very different thing to now go from being that one piece to now you're now controlling all the pieces on the board now. It's a whole different skill set. It's a whole different aspect of your brain. So I'm trying to see, I'm trying to get people to understand that the playing and the managing is is totally different. And people find it hard to believe it because they're like, but it's football. But if it's an amazing player, he should be an amazing manager. Because if he's an amazing player, he's got a great football brain. If he has a great football brain, he should be a good manager. But no, the the um, aspect of the brain that makes people great managers is not the same aspect of the brain that makes them great football players. With the with the Lampard thing, before the West Ham game, he meets with with the Everton fans, and the Everton fans say, "No, no, Frank, we're behind you." Blah blah blah. We still believe. You can in understand you. what they say. No. I feel like I need subtitles. For no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, you have no, no. Even me. I, even, I still listen to But here's the thing. So I, 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 I texted my friend um, Sharifa and so forth because he, he showed me the video. And I said to him that like, do these guys realize that he's 19? And I said to myself that, would they be this supportive if the coach was foreign? Or the coach was not an amazing player? Or if the coach that, was... Let me not say. Well, we'll be dot, 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 dot. So my thing is, you really were still believing in this myth of it's Lampard, the EPL legend. Bro, he's still good. Because here's the thing, though. Lampard, in my view, might be one of the greatest goal-scoring midfielders I've ever seen. I've never one seen of, him. One of? He's the best. He's probably the best. Like, for me, I just want to just put this out there in case I'm forgetting a name. But unless I'm not forgetting a name, he's the best goal-scoring midfielder I've ever seen. For, I've ever seen for me. Or from a guy from midfield scoring the amount of goals that he scored. And not just penalties. This isn't Jorginho either. Yeah. This is like and these are amazing timing goals. runs into the box, shooting from 30, 40. Like so, 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 basically, so, so, so for that, it clouds the judgment because like, he such, was such an amazing player, was such a revolutionary midfielder. He, we have to give him time. He must be an amazing manager. And I'm trying to explain to you guys that I know that it feels like an easy mathematical equation of like amazing player, amazing manager. But I'm trying to explain to people that you have to understand how football works and you have to respect football management. And if you're still finding trouble, look at the data. Please tell me what Klopp did in his playing career. Please tell me what Fergie did in his playing career. Please tell me what Mourinho did in his playing career. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't tell me what they they did. You can name on one hand the amazing players who are amazing managers on one hand. So the mm -hmm. data is literally there proving to you. So I think for Lampard, you've got to realize, and I think it's what Maradona realized, it's what Van Basten realized, it's what John Barnes realized. Let me be happy with my playing career. Managing is just not for me. I tried it. I give it a go. It just ends for me that's when van basten realized what john barnes realized and many others realized that yeah you know okay look i'm happy look I, I was a ball as a player i tried it to be managing yeah this ain't for for me bro frank lampard he's such a weird combination of things in my brain so of course you have like his 
incredible playing career. Mm. But if you investigate, how did he become this midfielder? The answer is work. All of these stories of just like him just doing above and beyond what was necessary for a footballer to do. The first one in, last one out mentality, right? When he faces adversity, I think his answer is, I just need to do more. I just need to keep going. I got to keep doing it. Because if I keep doing it, if I do, if, if I apply the lessons I learned in my playing career, which was, yes, I have the basic rudimentary skills to be good. Mm. All I need to do to maximize that is work and work and work and just keep going. Don't let anybody work harder than me. That mentality, I feel like is going to get him into a bind with management because he's going to apply the same thing with management. He's just going to keep going from job to job to job to job to job unless he feels as if going back down to the championship is like that he's above it somehow. But I remember when he was with this, the, was it Monday Night Football one time? Punditry is his is his mission. Like that, it fits. Yeah. Your, your uncle's red nap, he's really good. Your cousin is the other red nap. Like they're really good. Like that whole family, just, it's, it's good on TV. They have the look. They have the the, the accent. They have the. Oh, you know, hold, 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 hold up! The look, expand. What's the look for TV? Because I, and for for English television, if you're on Sky Sports or BT Sports, what's the look? What is the look? Expand. I don't know what do you mean by the look because <laughs> I, 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 I hope you're not saying what I think you may may, may be saying about the look. Don't, just, don't don't start us. Speak in straight sentences, please. What's they're, the look? they're white. <laughs> and 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 like I'm 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 comfortable enough, I suppose. No, wait, 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 to say that they're not ugly either. So is it wait, are they white or white? What white? White or white? Both. But yeah, I mean like they're 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 not bad looking either. So like that whole family just has like I feel like punditry is, is where he should be. Accepting the idea that I should be a pundit to him and not a manager is like a betrayal of what got him to where he was in the first place, which is basically saying, I haven't worked hard enough on my craft in order to be good at it. And I think he eventually thinks if I do this enough, I'll be good. But I don't think that's how this works. I think with management, you you either have it or you don't. And the, yeah. the way he got the Derby County job was his uncle being somebody. The way he got the Chelsea job was because he was Chelsea. And then Everton is a, is a I don't know even how he got that job in the first place. That he lasted this long, and kind of he, he they avoided relegation last season for Everton's never been relegated. So I don't know if that's an accomplishment, but they avoided that last season. So that's one accomplishment. And just like getting top four with Chelsea, okay. But I don't know where he goes from here. Find a TV job. No, no, but, but just so on that, because you made a very good point. The whole managing thing. You either have it or you or you don't. Let's let's look at Pep. It doesn't start with Pep. You know his who it starts with? Renos Michels. The Dutch guy? Yeah, from the seventies. Yeah. yeah, because I actually bought the book when I was in school. I bought the book Total for Football. It's, it's literally it's a it's an it's an orange book, just about the Dutch system, about football and how and how they viewed the game. So there's a so there's like there's a through line there. Renos Michels, Cruyff, mm-hmm. Pep, and now Arteta. Arteta's in the tree. He's in the tree. Oh wow! Okay, tree. go ahead, go ahead, go. But yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my thing is, Lord have mercy. It wasn't just Pep. Going from playing, it was Pep playing under Cruyff, learning from Cruyff, idolizing Cruyff, literally listening to everything Cruyff would say, Pep being the captain of that team, being his captain. So he was sort of like the second in command and um, Cruyff's muse there. So everything that Cruyff taught and everything rubbed off on him and Cruyff was just getting stuff from Rino Specials and his team 
and he and their philosophy that they built in the seventies and pop and just with everything. I'll give you a good example: cooking. I didn't cook, so every single time I always used to look at my mom cook, Steve. And basically, I was like, okay, look, mom, whenever you go to Nigeria, can you just actually just write down how, how to cook? So basically, write it down. So whenever I made it, I made it exactly like my, my mom did. But as I did it again and again and again, I said, you know what? Let me put a bit more onions. Actually, you know what? Let me put a bit more of this season. Actually, no, let me actually cook it a bit more. You know what? Let me actually have less oil there. To the point where, like, on my seventh, eighth cook, my mom said, you know, you actually make better stew than I do. <laughs> You know, so I took her fundamentals, but then I sort of tweaked it, ro refined it to my thing where she was like, oh, wow, you, you actually make better stew than I do. So Pep had the fundamentals that, that Crave had, but took it to the next level and refined it. And now who knows what Ateta could do with what he's learned from Pep as well. So the issue is, Lampard, who is your Cruyff that you've learned from? Because, because my thing is, this is that. Because my thing is that his crime could just be a, a dude from the pub. It could just be like a dude from, from, from the pub, for all we know. Because my thing though is, and I'm not sure whether I'm right or wrong, I don't think he. I, I, maybe fact check for me. He was never. I, think was, I don't think there was a point when he was doing an interview and he said that he doesn't call his uncle for any advice. His uncle being Harry Redknapp. They asked him, I remember, in his first month or two as Chelsea manager, mm. have you talked to Mourinho? Nah. No. No, no, but, but see, even with, with Pep, Pep didn't even need to call Cruyff. Because Pep was like... It's in the DNA. No, no, yeah, like, point. for me, I, I, I didn't think because literally what's everything I know about managers, my whole philosophy is Cruyff. Because Cruyff changed Barcelona in the in the 90s. So what Barcelona are right now and what they will be for the future is what Cruyff brought to them in the 90s. So mm. it's like, no, no, I don't, there's no calling because what, how I view the game, how we play the game, everything we do comes from what Cruyff taught us in the, in the, in the 90s. So I, I think you, you have to be in concert or company or under the study of a manager Mm. And they have to be great in that sense in order to be a good one. I think if yeah. you look at if you look at Mourinho, you would think, oh, he didn't have a great playing career. What's the 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 Newcastle guy? His name is slipping my Bobby mind. Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson. He great was his manager. translator. Yeah, yeah. Arguably the greatest English, well, not the greatest, but one of the best one of one English of the managers. One of, one of the best of all of the time. Best. Yeah, for like years at Barcelona, yeah. and and he was also you know in in, in communication with. Uh, Enrique and Guardiola. Probably the reason that Mourinho and them have beef is because Mourinho wanted the Barcelona job and they never gave it to him, so he had to go Porto or, or whatever it was. You you have to be studied, I feel like, in this. And Lampard basically went from coaching Chelsea's unders mm. to Derby because of relationships that he had. Well, no, no, no. Also, but don't you know how he had about the... But you know how he got the Derby job, though? Henry Redknapp called him. Yeah, on, but... Like, yo, do, do, do you want Derby? Because I know the dude... Yeah, and he called the dude and said, yo, can you get my nephew in? And he's like, well, you know. Can I say something controversial? When do you okay, not? Le okay, let me just say the statement and don't virtually slap me like Will Smith. Do English people make good managers? I don't live there, so you tell me. So since 92, so the, the, so, so the Premier League started in 92. Since 92, an Italian has won the Serie A. Since 92, a Spanish person has won 
La La Liga. Since '92, a German has won Bundesliga Liga. Since '92, there's never been an English manager who's won the Premier League. You can maybe name on one hand the truly amazing managers since '92: Bobby Robson, Venables, Hoddle, and now you're 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 really, you're really struggling now. As as you said again, I live here. The Scottish people. Shout out to Casey. They were the people who first tried to organized football and they actually exported it to South America. So South Americans actually learned football through the Scots. That's why you have a, a guy like Fergie. The thing with England is there's talent here. It exists. But the philosophy of English people, I think, is it's wrong and it is problematic because this is what my my older brothers used to tell me. You see, when you're eight, nine, ten, it's not about winning. It's about playing the game the right way. First touch, close control, know what you're going to do before you receive the ball, keep the ball on the ground, be intricate, try and find those triangles, play the game the right way. Then as you grow older, okay, now try, try and do things to win the game. But the issue with it is that in England, you're drilled into trying to win, 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 win. Do what you have to win. Get rid, keep it simple, and so forth. I said, no, no, no. These young kids, they have to try to enjoy the, the, the game. There's a lot of talented people in England who they give up football because it's just not fun anymore. I have the skill, and I know it's good, but the coaches are taking the fun away from us, mm -hmm. and so forth. And that's why it goes back to the whole Lampard point. You have to pick up the phone and call Mourinho. You've got to pick up the phone and call Ancelotti because they know what they are doing. And what you do is you take what they know and you sprinkle it with your own personality. And that is how you can now form your thing. What you don't do is you go from ground zero solely on your own because you've done that and here we are right now. You've been sucked twice, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the issue with Lampard is what are the voices around him saying? Because it's very important, the circle you, you keep around you. Other people say, nah, man, unlocking my Dory. Everything was already messed up already, man. It wasn't your fault. Everything was already a mess. You're, you're, you're really good man. This, this wasn't down to you. Anyone would have been in this situation. Or is the really good friend, the really good friend saying, Frank, you did your thing, man. But you know what? Maybe this isn't for, um, for, for you. Try, I think, punditry, that's where you are. But as a friend, as your loyal friend, I just don't think this this is this is for for you, bro. And it's hard, and it'll be hard to take. It'll be it'll be very hard to take. So he's gotta he's gotta have to have that long look in the mirror and say this isn't for me. And it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's especially difficult when people admire you so much and you know how much of a good player you are and how much people still view you as you as this great Frank Lampard. It's a because I appreciate that it is a very hard thing to to do, but. As, as, as I say in life, sometimes the hardest things to, to do tend to be the right things to do. At, at this point, I feel for Lampard, and just based on everything that which, of what you said, it's about pride. To your point, the hard thing to do would be finding a manager who you respect their game um, and you want to learn from them and just say, hey, can I be your assistant? Can I be your number two? And from there, build the career back again until you and until your management capabilities are worthy of another chance. But that's not what he's going to do, I don't think. Maybe he'll try to wait for England. Maybe he'll try. I, I don't know what he's going to do. To the English manager point, I find that one interesting. Like when you say it like that. So for 31 years, 32 years, 
and not this season either. So <laughs> no, nobody's going to win the Premier League that isn't English. It is the English Premier League after all. The last yeah. person to do it would be who? Oh, Hold on. Nice. We, we, we are going to do an investigation here. List of English football champions. Champions. So Leeds won the championship in 91-92, like the oh. year before. Oh, yeah. And their manager was Howard Wilkinson. Oh, I remember him. I remember him. Yeah, so that was the last man. So the literally the season before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. So um Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, Howard Wilkinson. Oh wow, yeah. Paisley, Clough, Ron Sanders, Howard Kendall for Everton in the eighties. So, but, 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 but that is weird So the moment it was the Premier League. There's not been an, a single English manager who's been able to, to win it since then. But even 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 if you go back to like those old English first division days, yeah. the names that stand out like in a historical sense hmm. are Busby, Shankly, and maybe you and maybe you would say Paisley and Clough. Yeah. But Shankly and Busby are Scottish. Oh, oh, so it's Scottish. Oh, wow. Yeah, according to the flags here. Now. Manchester United's dominance probably stifles a lot of what could have been won, if that makes sense, from mm. English managers in the past. So, Keegan, obviously, with Newcastle, like maybe. There we go. That's what I wanted to go. That, he, yeah. They should have won it then. They yeah. should have won it 100%. So, you know, there are examples here and there. So let's, let's, let's talk about Arsenal United. This kind of this was throwback. This kind of felt like I don't know childhood in a sense of just like United and Arsenal battling for trophies, kind of. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's the only disappointment was United not beating Palace. Yeah, because because United fans, it was like because some United fans felt that Ten Hag was maybe be playing for the draw, whereas if they had beaten Palace, then it's like, bro. You beat Arsenal, there's just a three-point swing. It was unfortunate that they didn't, but still, the game felt like, oh, wow, this is literally a throwback. And Because really, the, the funny thing is, remember, football Twitter has never had Arsenal and United battling for the title. Football Twitter has never had that. It's been 20 years since Arsenal won the league, so... Yeah, so, so it's, 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 it's never had that before, so... Oh, wait, 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 wait. A1, you know A1. A1 says yeah. 19. It's been 19 seasons. I'm saying from two, from, <laughs> from 2002 or 2003 to 2023. It's basically 20 years, bro. So yeah. it, it just sounds better than the 19, but they've never, in, they've never got to tweet, I won the league. Would United fans have been able to tweet the Champions League win in 2008? I think so. But there was when, when was Twitter? What's, what's 2007. Twitter right now, it was in 2007. Oh, come on, I think, no. But I don't think not. anybody was on here. So no, nobody was on there. <laughs> Twitter, come on, man. Hold on. Twitter. <laughs> no, come on, give me a break. 2006? Wow. 2000, it's been around since 2006. But yeah, so there probably was some Manchester United fan that was able to celebrate the Champions League on Twitter, but like, not really. Arsenal. Obviously, they've never won the Champions League. And their last league win was 2004 or, or three or four. So, yeah, I, I kind of want happiness for them. Chelsea are 10th. I don't have any dog in the fight at this point. And my happiness does not come from the misery of others. So I know there are some people who are like, I can't, I, City have to win the league because I, I can't stand United or Arsenal. <sighs> The season will start again in two months, so they get to celebrate it for a couple months, and then and then what? The se- uh, next season starts again, transfer window. I'll be fine. 
And I think it would be fun to just, you know, I want to see troops and Robbie and my Arsenal friend. Like, I want that them to be, be happy. Though. No, no, but, but you know what? That would be such a weird trajectory of how AFT started to them now celebrating a win on the AFTV channel. You know what? Okay. Arsenal Fan TV got a lot of stick, or AFTV, I guess, mm. got a lot of stick in like the, the lean years, let's yeah. say. Of Wenger, oh, they're destroying the club. They're doing this, they're doing that. Wrongfully so, wrongfully they so. They are doing the exact same thing. The exact same thing. A game happens, they interview somebody, they do some shows, etc., yeah, etc. Et it hasn't changed at all, except maybe the quality of the cameras. And is is are we blaming them now for the success of Arsenal? It's, it's, it shows you how stupid those, those, those is, it, is, is. Is it now Robbie's fault that they're winning? No, it shows you how stupid those guys. No, no, because. Look, I, my my friend again, Hamblia, who's who always listens to our podcast as well. Most Hamblia, I know I know you're listening, man. Yeah, I, I went to and I said, yo, like Hamblia, do you? Because we've been I've known it since I was four fourteen, so we've been tight. So, do you oh do you watch AFT TV? And he's like, no, I don't. I don't like AFT TV. <laughs> I just don't like those fans and just how they make them Arsenal, how they make Arsenal look. I was like, okay, that's fine. But my thing, though, is you can have whatever viewpoints you have towards AFTV. But as I said again, they you could only point at them if whenever Arsenal won, they didn't do interviews afterwards. Then it's like, ah, you're not trying to do something. But win, lose, or draw, they put interviews. Rain, so all because snow, they're out snow, there with microphones. There. So, 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 so all because they have a huge spike because people want to see them miserable. That's not Robbie's fault, <laughs> you know? So it was, it was always stupid. And my thing, though, is like... like you have to understand, Robbie, he is a massive Arsenal fan. It's just that you just came up with a genius idea, an absolutely genius idea that has made you very wealthy. But at its core, he's a bloody Arsenal fan. Okay, when do we talk about 25 and 19? 25 and 19? I'm, I'm lost, but I'm sure you'll explain it. He's Norwegian and he looks like a James Bond villain. Ah, uh, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. What I wanted to ask was... The season when Messi got 50 and I think Christian got like 40-something, what was their goal tally after 19 games? You know, I just wish I could have that stat to see whether we're after 19 games win. Because do you know there was a season that Messi had 50-something goals and 16 assists? Do you know how disgusting that that, that is? Was In that, La Liga only. Was, it, was that 11-12 or? I think that was, that was when he did like 70-something goals. 2012 was the year with all like the... 91 goals in the calendar year. So I was thinking it might be that season, but you never know with Messi because he has so many, of, like in that 20, 2009 through 2014, like the goal numbers were crazy. So no, um, it's madness, man. I don't know what to make of Haaland. It's, he scores the goals he's supposed to score. He scores against the teams he's supposed to score against. Mm. The football does not attract me. He feels like, he feels the eye test. He feels the eye test. There's I don't know if you saw it, but there was a clip around today or yesterday of Benzema, and the way that Benzema just kind of drops deep into midfield, plays mm. with I think Modric, plays a one-two with Asensio, then puts Asensio. It's like when you what I, I counted, he had eight touches of the ball in eighteen seconds or nineteen seconds. Some strikers don't get eight touches in the whole game. I'm looking at Haaland. I'm looking at Lukaku. Benzema was able to work, and, and he created a chance for Asensio, and Asensio was so dumb, he didn't know to play the ball back to Benzema or it would have been a goal. So he would have had, what, nine touches in 20 seconds. Um, but that's the type of football that I like to see. 
everybody on the team is capable of contributing to the build-up play, and it makes sense. It looks logical. Haaland, his skill is awareness. And yes. it's, it's, it's a game reading of a different sense. Obviously, when you think of game reading, you think of like Thiago Silva and being in the right place at the right time as a defender. But a striker also has to do that. And as somebody who can't really participate in the build-up play like a Benzema, like a Messi, like a Lewandowski, for instance, you have to be able to read the game and know where to be, know where the ball's going. Mm. And then he's six foot four, he's fast, he can jump. So you just take advantage of your of your physical attributes. But there is there's there's a mental side to Haaland's game that I'm starting to really appreciate when I watch him more. It's like, okay, he, he and well, you have to. And 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 watching players like Gundogan, De Bruyne, mm. Silva. We can just feed this guy as soon as we see the the numbers on the back of his shirt. Play the ball, but, but it's like this. This is what I said. Now I don't know whether you agree. I say that the hardest thing to do in football is to dribble past three guys in one motion, and the second hardest thing to do is 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 to, is to score a goal. Are you saying dribbling is harder than scoring? To dribble past three or more people in one continuous motion, I think is the hardest thing to do in football. Second being scoring a goal. When when who does that? Who dribbles past three people in one motion? Messi. Like can 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 you give Neymar. me an example? Messi, Neymar, when R nine. Every game they do this. That's that's the whole point. Not in every game. <laughs> hence why it is. <laughs> it, it, hence why it's so hard to to, to do. Yeah, but, but you, that's, do you know you those can, stats they give you where like such and such has scored five goals in the month of November? in the week of the Sabbath, in the this of the that. It's like, okay, you're just making up stats at this point based on arbitrary measures. No, 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 no. But, but like, my, see, my thing that three is people? dribbling is, I still feel is the hardest thing to, to do based on the amount of control, balance, and the football intelligence that you need and concentration <sighs> that you need to, 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 to use basically if you. you if you feel the eye test you ain't you ain't do it, doing it i don't agree I, I i don't agree with the point but i'm with you in the sense that i enjoy dribbling more than i enjoy goals so, oh, oh, okay okay so, so you still say that scoring a goal is the hardest thing to do most football games have two or three goals in them i think there are more than two or three dribbles in every game now Dribbles of the type that you're saying, I don't know. And I don't know if that would be able to be quantified. Maybe it's less than than, than the goals that are scored. But scoring goals is difficult. Otherwise, well, no, no. Bro, of course, no, no, no. That's games would be 7-8 or 12-3 or something like that. Like That's why I said that's, that's why I believe it's the second hardest thing to do because it is so hard to score a goal. So for me, I just think that's How because I you know because that's what because we're using the points of Haaland. What Haaland is doing is, is amazing because it is so hard to do because it's about anticipation awareness and being in the right place at the, at the right time but why Messi is such a freak and you can't compare Haaland to a Messi is because Messi is scoring those goals and a lot of times he is taking out one two three guys at one point one guy out two guy out three guy out one guy two guy one guy two guy three guy out and he's also scoring the goal the, the, the goal as well so that's what puts Messi on a whole different path and which is why, and I think, it's when you play football is when you understand this. Of course, scoring a goal is hard, but the ability to beat three, four, five guys, that is something of a true rarity. Hence why what Maradona did against England in 86, that is one of the greatest goals ever scored. Okay. Like, and I, I agree with like 70% of what you're saying. It's just 
the arbitrary number of dribbling past three and then finding examples of that in my mind, it in one motion, you even added in one motion, mm. like these clauses that you add, give me pause here. But I, again, I, I, in general, I agree with the principle. I, 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 I can only speak for myself. I enjoy dribbling more than I enjoy goals. So for example, the goal that who scored, was it, was it Alvarez against Croatia? where Messi basically dribbled through the whole Croatia team. He had uh, Gavardiol on skates. Some people cheer at the goal that, oh, we scored the goal. Like, the goal is the ultimate aim. For me, I would be cheering the idea that Messi just basically dribbled, like, three, four, five dudes, took his life, and then he fed somebody for the assist. Like, the assist was more impressive than the goal. Yeah. So, for me, it's like how a goal happens is not always fulfilling. But there are some times where there's no goal and it's very fulfilling. Like when when Neymar does his rainbow flick, I like that. I enjoy that stuff more than the goal. When <laughs> like something something even innocuous, Spurs were playing whoever they were playing this week, and Rashardson was put on the pitch, not against Fulham, but the game before, and the the game was over. They were basically done. Yo, they were up. Was it City? They were up two nil. City came back three two. Mm. The game was finished, or four two actually. It was four two. Rashalison gets the ball. He he does. It's so unnecessary, but it was the funnest thing in the game. There were six goals. There was a bunch of stuff. He just controls the ball with his thigh. He doesn't even need to do this, but he's just doing it just just cause, just because he's Brazilian. Whatever's in his mind, he just controls the ball with his thigh, just nonchalantly hits it with his foot. That kind of stuff. You wouldn't even notice it if you weren't looking, but whenever Rashalis is playing, I'm I'm, I'm watching it oh, yeah. because I just know he's going to do something just to prove he's Brazilian. Like those things are, are what attract me to the sport more so than just goals. So your inclination or you you're wanting to give dribbling the the higher level of difficulty. I want to agree, but it's when you start adding these clauses of you got to dribble past three people in one motion. I'm just like, how would we even get there? No, 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 look, for me, look, again, agree to disagree. Like, there's no points in coming to a consensus. I just think that <laughs> Haaland, um, it's crazy, man. Haaland isn't it's, impressive it's visually. It's crazy. Except no, no, when no, no, he's no, running no, no, in a straight line or no, jumping. Look, look, I told you, he feels the eye test. He's a, he's a, he's a tree trunk. The guy's a, he's, he's a tree trunk. It is what it is. But he's, no, 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 no. Kane is a tree trunk. Ha- Haaland can move. I don't, I don't know tree trunks that move that fast. Like Weg Weghurst? What's the guy that did the, the, the United strike? The horse. The horse. <laughs> the horse. <laughs> That's a tree trunk. Okay, okay, then. Okay, okay, then. He's a he's he's a branch. He's a branch then. <laughs> so the branch. So my thing is that this branch, mm. twenty five goals in nineteen. That's crazy. Because what if he drops forty and Arsenal win the league? Well, then there's a conversation to have about kind of what we were discussing with Ronaldo last season, mm. where okay, you scored all those goals, but at what cost to the team? Not his, not his fault, but it's a competition to be had. As in, did Cristiano, with all the goals, still make the team worse? Look at how much better United are now without him. Mm. Haaland, you know you're scoring all those goals, but does Gundogan, De Bruyne, and Silva, do they make a difference for bold decisions with you on the pitch? Like, that's a conversation. But then I would look to players like Grealish. Like, what is he actually contributing to the team except winning fouls here and there you're like like he's he's one of those 100 million signings you know you talk about Anthony you talk about Lukaku he kind of skates under the radar a little bit Grealish oh not me man trust me I'm on Twitter I'm on him I'm on him bro I'm on him so last 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 thing last thing because I know we need to get out of here 
the the the, the Bible verse in my mind is like, what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul, right? I feel like Cain is in this interesting space of yes, you're scoring and you're the you're, you're going to be the all-time Spurs goal scorer. There's a chance that he could pass Alan Shearer's goal scoring record. I think he's within 100 goals of it. I think he's only 28, maybe 29. If he sticks around, he'll he'll get it. But to what end? Like, what does it matter if you score all those goals, if you're the greatest Spurs player ever? Okay, those goals don't mean anything if there's no trophy behind it. It's just you were out there playing football, essentially. But you could wait, 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 hold on. Why are you assuming that Kane wants to remain at Tottenham and be a legend? Why are you assuming that? Because there was a report that came out that said that he's thinking about signing a contract extension because he's willing to fight at Spurs. No, I'm you're, like, you're, how, you're lying. You're lying. How you're are you lying. going to do that? I will. You're lying. You're lying. I'm, no, I'm not lying, bro. I mean, if that guy signs an extension, then I know, okay, you may see it. Because I think he's going okay, so, next summer. And this is David Ornstein. So this isn't some like guy off YouTube. This is ba- some... Basic call. Uh, it's, uh, not call. It's, it's not call. It's not call. <laughs> Breaking, Harry Kane is open to signing new contract at Tottenham. His priority is to see is to succeed with Tottenham, sorry, via David Ornstein of the athletic, well-renowned guy, probably even over Fabrizio. So I'm like, his priority is to succeed with Tottenham. How is he going to do that? Score more? That is impossible. He's scored 266 goals, and in those 266 goals, they won nothing. How does he plan to succeed with Spurs of himself? He can't do more. You can't be more than the greatest goal scorer of all time. Expecting more would be insane. Bro. You've, you've had your best chance at Spurs to win things. They were in a Champions League final. They sacked Mourinho before a cup final and put Ryan Mason in charge. That is a disrespectful thing that I could rant about. And I will never forgive Olivia for that, man. No, no, no. Like they, they've, they've had two chi- title challenges at least. It's, 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 it looks you like didn't get anything. You, for, you need for to Kane, go. Man, for, for, for Kane, is I look, do you want to be known just in England or the world? If you just want to be known in England, stay at Tottenham and break Shearer's record. You stay at Tottenham, of course you break Shearer's record. But if you want to be respected amongst the world, and the way that Benzema, Lewandowski, and the, and Jaws is respected, you've, you've got to win trophies, bro. Because, we, because without trophies, nobody outside of England will, will give a damn about your career. No one will. There, there's only one way, and that would be to win and be integral for a World Cup or a Euro. Maybe in that instance, if England win that final against Italy and he, he did something, or if they get to the World Cup final few months ago and they actually win it or something like that maybe he could say i've won a euro or i've won a world cup that's enough to keep me warm at night whatever happens with tottenham i'm just happy to stay here and whatever whatever outside of that which i don't think is going to happen in his lifetime um stay at spurs for what now maybe there are some family reasons i don't want i think he has children he's married i don't want to leave london you can't go to arsenal you can't go to chelsea you're not going to go to West Ham. You're not going to go to Crystal Palace because those are, you know, kind of beyond his level or under his level. So the only places you could really go are United, City. I don't think he'd go to Liverpool. but And then outside of England, maybe it's a, it's a case of my wife and my family. We're happy. We're settled here. We don't want to leave. Okay. 
But as people who are concerned more with football than your personal life, unfortunately, I, I take that into account. But on a footballing level, you can't stay at Spurs. You just you simply can't do it. It boggles my mind that he could score 300 goals or whatever it is. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but for me, it's, it's, it's all and depends nothing, on Kane. You can't win nothing. It all depends on Kane. What, who, who, who are you? We don't know who, who, who Kane is. We're all assuming he is what he is. Because maybe he is. I just want... I, I, I want to be king of this village. I want to be the supreme ruler of, of the village. Fair enough, fine. I want them to build me a statue and so forth. He's for got fine. that already, HH. Once he, when he scores one more goal, he's passed Jimmy Greaves for the most Spurs goals ever. He's, you've done it. Nobody's going to get that record again. And if they do, it's gonna, you won't live to see it. You've done what you can for that club. There's nothing more to do except win, but they won't win. They've brought you Conte, disaster. Mourinho, disaster. They tried it with Pochettino, with the best team that he's had assembled. Didn't work. What are they meant to do? Wait for Pep to go to Spurs? Like, that's not happening. So, <laughs> it's like, brother. <sighs> I'm just, I'm, I'm confused at his motives, unless they're just purely family. If it's football reasons, it, this is, it's, it's the wildest thing ever. And I just, I can't imagine being that good and winning nothing. And obviously, you would question how good he actually is. Yeah, but of, of, of course I would. Of course I would. What if you, know, bro? You can score five hundred, six hundred bloody trophies. If you don't win anything, who cares? Shearer for all the goals he he scored. If Shearer never won that EPL in the with Blackburn. With, with Blackburn, I'm like, who? Who? Okay, you're just is a statsman. Yeah. We the currency is trophy. The, the the currency of legacy is trophy, not stats. It's trophy. Trophy is the is the currency, is the language of legacy and, and career. Lewandowski had his UCL. Cannibal Jones has his UCL. Benzema has his UCL. And they have the league titles as well. Plus their goals. But you need those titles. You need those otherwise, what's it for? Oh, like, just to flex and for and, and for people in England to be like, oh yeah, it's Gary Kane, you know, he's the EP legend. Okay, wow. But the world does doesn't give a damn. It's, okay, the world doesn't give it down. I mean, you can make the argument, I'm just a professional footballer. I make a bunch of money. I score that way. And like the, the, the kind of mercenary argument. All right. Like, I'm not here to win trophies. I'm here to support my family and my family's like my kids, 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 kids. All right. But I'm concerned with like, where do you stand in terms of English strikers, English greats, actual overall strike? Like, that's what interests us here on a, on a football podcast. And if you win nothing with your 100, 200, 300 goals, cool, but <laughs> like, yeah. bro, like that's not enough. And it's it, it would just, for me, it's it's like a sad kind of thing. I'll, I'll end it here. If Spurs were like a righteous institution that weren't like capitalistic and corporatized, like all football clubs, they would do the right thing and let Harry Kane go for free. We need to save you from us, essentially. Like, Levy should look at this and think, we're not going to win shit for the rest of his career. In order to save him from us, we should just let him go. But of course they're not going to do that because they have their own objectives and et cetera, et cetera. But if I was the chairperson, and I'm I'm not interested in building money or billions for Spurs, so this is what I'd do. I'd, I'd let him go. I'd be like, you need to leave for your own good. 
Again, this is Levy. The guy doesn't give a yeah, damn. He's, no, he's a businessman. And he's, he's an asset. That's what I'm saying. A huge like, asset. <laughs> like money, capital, cash rules, everything around me. Wu-Tang told us. Yeah, man. I just need to get that off my chest. Harry, leave, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? <sighs> I actually dare him to stay. Like, I, 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 I actually <laughs> double dare him to stay. I double dare him to actually sign that contract extension, man. I double dare you. Triple dare. Please stay. I... If we get the message from Ornstein or Fabrizio, here we go. Harry Kane has signed a five-year extent. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about signing eight-year contracts, but you know what? I wrote about it. You guys can read it. We yeah. don't need to run our mouth anymore. Um, Half Hope, where can people find you? Footballhot.com, baby. I'm at Daniel to look on Twitter. All the links are in the description. Follow us wherever you follow us. Subscribe where you can subscribe. All of that good stuff. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Next week, episode 300. We will oh, see wow. you guys. Peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.